I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Digging the new digs. That's music from the soundtrack to The Incredibles. And I actually chose that specially for my next guest rather than something like Stop, Wait a Minute, Mr. Postman. Uh, because Digging the New Digs for the last while has been Sophie Motley, who is still in my eyes the new artistic director of the Everyman Theatre. Uh, um, good morning to you, Sophie. It's still great to have you on the other end of the phone today. Oh, thanks so much, Amory. And I must say, I still feel like the new director of the Everyman Theatre, so let's keep saying that. We were shut down for a good year of my tenure. That's exactly it. So I still feel like it's kind of a, a still a fresh new experience for you. And also because one of the reasons we're talking today is not just because of the new season that was recently launched for the Everyman Theatre, which we mightn't even have time to go into fully today. The reason we're talking is because this is now the upcoming um, play is the first that you've had a chance to direct for the theatre, which is exciting. It's very exciting and it's been a long time coming, so I'm delighted. And actually, I think our first performance is this coming Friday. So it's getting close and it's getting nail-biting and the set's being built in the theatre today. Oh my God, so it's a full-on tech day. Do you love all of that side of things? Yeah, I love the technical rehearsals because you've been you've been in the rehearsal room for a month imagining what it's going to look like and then you hand it over to the designers who've been dreaming up brilliant things with you for months but you've sort of not thought about it because you've been focusing on telling the story with the actors and then suddenly you walk into the theatre and it's magic because that world that you imagined and you talked about is suddenly in front of you. It really is. And, you know, I suppose I want to talk to you about this particular play first because, uh, you know, as you're, you were saying, your first year of the tenure was practically in fully conceived lockdown with a kind of a pre-set program of online stuff which was fantastic and all the rest of it but when you had a chance then to sort of step up and say okay this is what we're going to do and everyone was lunging looking around to say okay what is Sophie Motley going to bring to us I suppose I didn't expect John B. Keane but tell me about how this particular work is the one you've chosen. Well I mean I didn't choose it in a way because when I first started I sent an email to the audience uh, of the Everyman introducing myself and I asked people what they'd like to see and a lot of people wrote back and said we want to see John B. Keane mm. so in a way it's the audience's choice but um, I also then took that and thought okay John B. interesting you know we're coming out of two years of being closed I don't know if we'll necessarily have the budget for the cast numbers of the field or Sive or Big Maggie but I've always loved the letters Um 
And I was in a very rural place during the lockdown. And I know that for myself and a lot of my neighbours, the one person they saw every day or spoke to was the post person or the DPD delivery driver or the food delivery driver. And uh, in going back to John B. Keane's letters, which are just brilliant and madly feel incredibly contemporary, um, I looked at letters of a country postman and thought, oh, you could adapt that. And there's some lovely stories in there. It's joyful. It's funny, which I think is what everybody needs because I, we're still at a point when a lot of people are only just venturing out to the theatre for the first time since uh, the, the plague. So um, I got into a room with three performers and worked out, okay, how do we do this? Does it work? This was last summer now. And the re- result of spending a couple of days thinking about it and reading it was this could work actually it needs to be adapted but because it's in letter form often if you chop up a letter from one person to another and you then chop up the response you can create dialogue yes yes and i mean it's mad it was written in 1977 Al and john bikin is talking about climate change he's talking about women's reproductive rights He's talking about loneliness and isolation, and um, and it's really unexpected. He, there's even almost the precursor to internet trolling in there, wow. in the in the form of somebody writing anonymous letters. Goodness, I love it. You know, I mean, Cork has always had such a great affinity with John B because Cork was first to stage John B Keane and uh, and give him a platform. And I know Michael Toomey. Many people remember him talking and the program many times about that before but it's wonderful to see that you have drawn out the contemporary comparisons and the contemporary issues rather than feeling that we're looking at a snapshot of rural Ireland that is gone like quite often the the passions and the emotions and the the fears the desires and the the crack that we share that's timeless absolutely and I think no more than in a piece like this. I'm ever surprised by its relevance. And I think um, that we've forgotten how to write letters as a society. And it was only two years ago that OMPOS were giving us free letters and encouraging us to write letters. Mm. And I feel like that was the beginning of the revival of something really magical. And on a totally personal note, I would love people to be writing letters more. I try to write letters. Um, But we need to, uh, I, I, I guess... I feel like if we sing songs to the postal service, then perhaps we'll write letters more. No, you're so right. It's there's nothing so disheartening as when the only thing that comes through the letterbox um, are bills and junk mail, uh, and that we have to wait for Christmas or birthdays for there to be some kind of personal connection. Emails and texts and WhatsApps and everything—they're all fantastic, but. They're not the same. There's nothing like having a letter in your hand. And I know anyone who has ever found, will say, old letters from your grandparents or letters that your parents wrote to each other or letters that you got from somebody years ago. And if you still have them, how much they mean. So much more than scrolling back through WhatsApp messages. There, there really is nothing like it. There is something much deeper in the power of a letter because people, people write a letter, even if it's not anonymous, people write a letter in solitary situations and they do pour more into a letter than they might in a an otherwise frivolous message wouldn't they 
Absolutely. And I mean, we're, not, we're now at a point where we deliver voice notes to each other, mm. which are, I mean, in a way that's brilliant because I feel like it means we're coming further back to being able to pick up the phone and ring each other. But, you know, uh, at the point in which this story is being told, the, the telephone was only just coming in. And you forget that, you know, if your partner was away, you'd be waiting for weeks to hear from them. Yeah. Um, if your family were in another country, which a lot of people's families were, you'd be waiting for more than weeks, months sometimes to hear from them. And it was a very different pace of life. Um, but we learned more in those letters about people because we sat down and wrote down our emotions and our feelings. And that feels very important. So we spend quite a lot of time looking at the act of writing letters in the play. And um, we've got a fantastic traditional Irish musician, Danny O'Mahony, who's from um, the village next door to Listowel, where John B is from. So we have the kind of earth of North Kerry ringing in our ears as we're watching somebody sit down and actively write letters. And I really hope that it will encourage us all to pick up a pencil or a pen Okay. And a stamp. Now that's all one thing, but the photograph on the poster for Letters of a Country Postman has Ty Hickey with his proud hands across the strap of his post bag as he's plainly going to be setting off across the fields of North Kerry or wherever it is. Um, tell me about me because this is not called Letters Carried by a Country Postman. It is called Letters of a Country Postman. Tell me about the central character, your old Sagosha. Maki Fondu. So Maki Fondu is a really wonderful character. He really believes very, very strongly in his job. He's very upstanding, but he's he's friends to everybody. And he's that person that all of the characters in the village of Lisnaku and the postal district of Ballyfee that the piece is about, they stop him on his way sometimes to ask him where their letters have gone because they think he's hiding them. Sometimes uh, to ask if there is a letter because somebody's away. Um, And Mocky is considering his life because he's coming towards the end of his career. And his letters are to his friend Hamish, who lives in Glasgow. His letters are to his wife, Bridget, who's away in America for the summer. Um, And he also receives a lot of letters from, uh, from people in the local area. Um, he's a he's a really lovable character, um, and it's a funny one for Tig because whilst Maki has the wit, that kind of dry acerbic and flung over the shoulder wit of uh, of the writing, um, it's not a kind of pure character role mm. for Tig. Um, there are there are some fantastic characters in the piece, but he's the one through line throughout the story, um, and he's brilliant. I'm really enjoying working with him. Um, and I think he's enjoying doing something a little bit different. Yes, for sure. But like Thig is just quite versatile anyway. He's such a strong actor. He's such a strong character actor. Uh, he's such a strong writer. I mean, like there isn't a thing literally now that Thai Kiki can't do because he can sing on top of it all. The only thing I haven't seen him doing is dancing. Uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure if he was, um, put to it, he could actually pull that one out of the bag as well. Well, and you never know, Elmarie. Come down to the Listen to Coo Elms and you may see a step or two no. from everybody. Way. <laughs> <laughs> quadruple threat there it is but like what a great cast um, like you it's not a one man show you have a no. number of others as well so I mean is there a device that you used to reveal the letters to us yes so 
I, I saw Dennis Conway's brilliant adaptation of The Letters of a Love Hungry Farmer a few years ago, which was very much the monologue piece and looked at that act of writing letters and receiving letters. And um, instead, we've, we've looked at the act of storytelling because the letters, in a sense, are little short stories. So um, we have a cast of four people on stage. So we've tied we've a brilliant actor from Wexford called Maddie O'Carroll. Um, and we have a Cork actor called Chloe O'Reilly, um, as well as Danny O'Mahony, the musician. And they are all, in a way, cast as storytellers. So they will directly talk to us. They'll build the world for the audience in front of them and introduce us to Maki Fondue's world. So there is a device whereby the actors are, at one, a storyteller in their own right, as well as stepping into the characters that they play. John B. was just a genius, wasn't he, at drawing and writing and evoking personalities with the way he described their little idiosyncrasies or the um, little movements they'd make or by giving individual characters certain turns of phrases and the descriptions of them. Like, everybody can see somebody from their own parish in this parish, no matter what John B. was writing about. Totally, and I think that's what's so magical about it is that he's writing ordinary people uh, and he's making them extraordinary. Um, and I think sometimes, we've talked about this quite a lot in rehearsal, sometimes you see those big John B plays and they're very large and very dramatic and the characters are very, very present. And actually, I think sometimes the challenge is not to do that, is to go against the humour of the writing or the the the... the, the trying to express in a big way the idiosyncrasies because actually it's throwaway humour and it's that wit of people who are ordinary and they throw something hilarious over their shoulder and we don't realise until it's landed how hilarious it is. (laughs) So it's been a real experiment in in the performance style as well because it's if it's really funny you don't need to play it as funny. Mm. You can be very serious and let the audience find it funny. Absolutely. Listen, um, that is the genius of John B. Keane's writing. And it's really exciting. There's huge excitement, actually, about this adaptation and about the cast and about Tyg and about the play and about Summer having a John B. Keane, which is a huge, massive crowd pleaser of a play uh, to come to the stage of the Everyman. So massive congratulations to you, Sophie. And I know, I mean, for example, I see you, you mentioned Peter Power. There's a great kind of working partnership between the two of you with uh, what you've conceived and um, I suppose allowed to flourish in the Everyman as well, which must be hugely rewarding. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very privileged to have worked with Peter in the past before I started working at the Everyman. Um, in fact, I worked with him uh, in my last job as well. I brought him to a small town in rural England to, to do the sound design uh, for another show. And it's been fantastic working with Peter and with Danny. And Peter and Danny will work together to create magic because Danny's accordion may be presented live, but it may not sound exactly as you're expecting it. So the entire sound design for the performance is coming from elements of Danny's accordion. <laughs> 
I love the way you drop drop in a few teasers. Uh, that's the way to do it, Sophie. Listen, uh, you have previews on Friday and Saturday of this week and then next Tuesday as well. But you're officially opening on Wednesday week and running then almost to the end of August from the 10th yes. to the 27th. So there are obviously cheaper seats usually for the previews. So people want to get onto the Everyman website, which is, of course, as always, everymancork.com and check out letters of a country postman starring Thai Hickey, but obviously with a whole layer of everything going on underneath. Sophie Motley, Artistic Director of the Everman. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks a million. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie. Now, doesn't that sound exciting? It really, really does. And wishing them all the very best of luck with that. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.